This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This is our fifth year of giving a shir on the night of Tishabov. We're going to be continuing the theme going through Parakalas, where I'm possibly Gimel. Mimorum shalach ish ba'at mosai from above, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent a fire into my bones and destroyed them. Horas Reshes Loraglai set a trap for my feet. Hashivani Afor and turned me backwards. Nesanani Shomema, he has made me turn back, destroyed me. Kol Hayom Davo, I'm constantly suffering all day long. Miam says that when the Malachim saw Nebuchadnezzar getting ready to set fire to the base of Mikdash, they begged HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he should do it himself. So that wicked man, Nebuchadnezzar, would not be able to brag that he was the one who destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. Hashem agreed. Hashem sent down a fire from above that burned the Beis HaMikdash in an unnatural way. The stones burned. Stones don't burn. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent a fire that was so destructive that it took the base of Mikdash down completely. We know that fire rises, but a Kaddish Baruch Hu allows fire to come down from the heavens to do one thing, to consume the korbanos that are on the Mizbeah. The fire is sent down from the heavens to allow for our korbanos, for the kapara to happen in such a fashion. This was the opposite. The natural order was taken away due to our sins, in such a fashion where the fire that normally allowed us to gain a kapara, that allowed us to be atoned for, now destroyed us. Not only destroyed the people, destroyed the base of Mikdash itself. This is the greatness of B'nai Yisrael. That Kaddish Baruch Hu, for our punishment, is willing to turn the natural order in the other way. It's possible that this is Mida Kineged Mida. The fire refers to the two types of sins. The two types of sins which constantly burn within us. There's a fire of taiva, of desire, wanting things that are not ours. And there's the fire of kaf, a fire of anger that we can't get rid of. Yirmiya's nevuahs, the B'nai Yisrael, the time of the Chorban showed that they had both. There was taiva, a strange taiva, a taiva for things that they shouldn't have wanted. But the taiva was there, the desire was there. Chazal <coughs> tells us by the first face of Mikdash, the taiva caused them to do Gilia Rias, Shrikos Damen, Avodazara, things that, that are unthinkable things that are beyond an ordinary person. Why would a person do such? Well, what kind of a fool worships the Bodhisattva? What kind of a fool does something which is so illicit? And what kind of a fool kills another person? It's, it's not in our seichel to do such a thing. And Kas, we know how destructive the Mida of anger is. We know exactly what it does to a person. What it causes a person to be, what it causes a person to forget, when a person is angry, he can't think. 
There's no thought process, no ability to think, there's no ability to do anything. And when they allow that fire to burn within them, for themselves to get angry and allow their taivas to rule over their natural thinking, their, their regular way of thinking, then Akash Baruch who sent a fire from above which was unnatural to show them what they had done wrong. They should have allowed what this fire represents, true love, the brand, the desire we have to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the desire to get closer to want to be with Hashem and allow that to rule over everything, to know I, I can't do this right now and it didn't happen. B'nai Yisrael didn't allow it to happen. They didn't destroy the Yitzhahar, they fed their Yitzhahar. When that happens, there's no choice. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings down the fire to destroy the thing that we love the most, the base of Mikdash, which we had a desire for above all else. Eicha Rabba brings down in this Pasuk that we could have seen this Eish in a completely different way. The Eish could have come down and destroyed all of our enemies, destroyed Nebuchadnezzar, taken down his entire army, could have allowed there to be a fire that surrounds the base of Mikdash that doesn't allow anyone to be hurt. And Bnei Yisrael would have been surrounded by that fire. We see it by Elisha ben Avuya. Elisha ben Avuya's parents, the one who was later called Acher, his parents saw at his bris, Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinus and Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananiah, the two great sages, the Tanoim, were learning the Hasmada. They were learning and learning and learning. And the fire came down from the heavens. This fire came down and surrounded Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. There was a fire surrounding them. And Elisha ben Avuya's parents, his father and his mother, looked and said, I want my child to be like that. It was a bit of Shalom Lashem Shemayim, and Elisha ben Avuya became the person that he was. But we see the fire, a fire that surrounds a person who's learning properly. The fire of what it means to defeat one's Yitzhahara, to knock down one's evil inclination, to destroy that desire to do evil and instead become good. And look what happened to Rabbi Shul and Rabbi Eliezer. Not only were they okay, they were surrounded by an unearthly fire that allowed their Torah to go straight up to the heavens, burning up any tumma that could have been around them. This is what we could have been Zohar to. At the time of the destruction of the Beis Mikdash, there was a Zman, there was a time that if we would have used it properly, if it would have happened in the proper way, the Beis Mikdash would have destroyed itself to become the third Beis Mikdash. It could have brought down what we know of as the Beis Mikdash from above. And a fire would have come down with it so that it would never be destroyed. We could have seen it happen forever and we lost it. Instead, the fire came down to destroy. Instead, the fire came down and burned the Asara Ruge Malchus. The fire came down and took a man like Rabbi Hananya ben Tradin, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshev of Asur for Chutzpah Matilgaman. We had one after the other destroyed because the fire that we had within us we couldn't control. Rashi says that the word Vayirdeno has a special mapik in the middle of the nun, a little dot in the middle of the nun. It doesn't belong there because there's another dot, a mapik in the dalit. The way to read it is Vayirdeno, not Vayirdeno. But there's a mapik in both the dalit and the nun. Rashi says it's extra because a Kaddish Baruch Hu took the hashkacha that he had Midah Kenegad Midah destroyed every single person with a punishment that they themselves deserved. 
There was a punishment for each individual. And you didn't question why it happened. It happened because you knew you did something wrong. You felt like you did something wrong and you saw a punishment that for you was special for you. It happened only to you and not to anybody else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's special hashkacha is there for us at all times. He's paying attention to every single one of us. He knows what we need, even when we daven for the wrong things. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what we truly want. It's the reason why we say at the end of our Shemona Esrei, Let the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my head be there in front of you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm begging you, Hashem. I know I'm not verbalizing myself properly. I know that I'm not clear about what I want. But you know, you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know what I want. So answer my tefillah. Give me what I need. Tell me what it is that I really, really desire in this world and give it to me without the pain, without the yisurin that's necessary. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu took that ashkacha, that he pays attention to every single one of us, giving us everything we need and turned it around and punished us using that hashkafa that each one of us knew that we did something wrong. That that was the destruction that we, we had to go through. So Lashen says the Rabbeinu Bachai of Redia Sapas, taking bread out of the oven. Karashvaru, so to speak, as we're burning, scraped us out, cooled us down a little bit, and then threw us back in threw us back in the fire. When a person is burning, you can get used to the burn. If you stay there long enough, a person can get used to the heat, used to the cold. But when you come out, you cool down a little bit, then you go in, it's doubly as bad. HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us to feel more pain, feel more as we're watching the Beit HaMikdash become destroyed. Little by little, as time happened, it's it was the worst thing that could have possibly happened to us. The Panam Yafos says there's a way of looking at every single punishment in a good way. This is the Hafla, the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, who lived in the mid-1700s to the late 1700s, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't turn to Kayan's Korban. He didn't turn wet toward the Korban that Kayan brought. And in a way, that was a positive. So that he would understand that he did something wrong. He'd become better because of that. He brought something which wasn't proper. The worst of his field. The stuff that nobody should bring to Hashem. He brought that to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu purposely turned away from his korban. And he said to Kayan, he spoke to Kayan. And he said, hello, intative says, you just have to do better. And I will lift you out of this depression that you have. I'll take you away from the tsar that you've been in. You have pain. You feel like Hevel is better. I can take you out. I can move you around. I can make sure that everything's okay. But I need you to understand what you've done. Do you get it? It's like taking a child, punishing him. If the child doesn't know what he did, there's no point in punishing the child. You have to explain. This is what you did. This is why you're wrong. This is why you need to be punished. But if it's just a patch, or just a send up to his room, what does that do? The Panam Yafo says, Yermia was telling Klal Yisrael, you're going to be punished. 
but it's going to be a punishment that you will understand. It's a punishment that you're going to get. You're going to see, you're going to recognize, Mida connected Mida, why you received this specific punishment. You'll understand what you did wrong, and you'll know next time I won't. Next time, this won't happen. That's what Yermia was telling the people. Heshivani achor, nasanani shemama. You allowed me to have these punishments so that I learn from them, I get what I need to do, and we become better because of it. Kaddish Baruch Hu turned us backward. There were so many people, this is the saddest thing in the world, in the times of Yermia, after the Beis Amikdash was destroyed, they were convinced the only way out was to go to Egypt. And they went to Yermia. They said, should we escape to Egypt? Should we run away to Egypt? And Yermia, for whatever reason, a Kaddish Baruch Hu had set in plan for him, did not receive a Nevoah for 10 days straight. For 10 days, he didn't have an answer for that. And by this time, the people were fed up. They said, we have to go. They were worried any day now, Nebuchadnezzar could come back again and destroy them. 10 days later, Yermio gets up and he says, don't go. If you go to Egypt, you'll be destroyed. If you go to Egypt, you'll never last. And they said, it's too late. We made our decision. We're going down to Egypt. The Rishonim tell us that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted these people to be in this direction. He took away their Bechira Chavshis. He took away their free will, their choice. Everyone has free will. But sometimes we destroy our own free will by making bad decisions again and again and again. A drug addict cannot stop himself from doing drugs. A person who's a drunkard cannot stop himself from having the next drink. And when a person has a mindset of this is what I'm going to do, they can't stop themselves from doing the wrong thing. And when B'nai Yisrael did not deserve to be saved, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put them in a position that forced them back to Mitzrayim, that forced them back to the place that they were 850 years earlier. 850 years running away by Kriyas Yamsuf with the miracles that were there. They assumed that going back to Mitzrayim could restart their nation. It'd be like a restart. You can just restart a computer, restart a phone. So you can restart the nation. We started in Mitzrayim, we'll start again in Mitzrayim. We'll do it again. We'll start ourselves over. But they were sorely wrong. They didn't have a Yaakov of you. They didn't have the Shvatim. They didn't have a Yosef Atzadik in charge. They didn't have an Aaron. They didn't have a Moshe Rabbein. And Yermia said, I'm not like any of them. I can't restart our nation. There's nothing I can do, but they didn't trust it. They said, we're going back. You're coming with us. And they forced Yermia to come in. It was an unbelievable error. It caused thousands and thousands of more people to die. Because Nebuchadnezzar did go down to Mitzrayim. Nebuchadnezzar did destroy them in Mitzrayim. They were lost forever. The last word in the Pasuk is the word Dava. Kol Hayom Dava. Dalid Vav He. It's a strange word. Desolate destruction refers to another reference in the Torah to the word Nida, to a woman who's in Nida. The word Dava is the same letters as the word Hod, as in beauty, splendor. The Mida of Aaron Akohen. Aaron Akohen's Mida, his special Mida was always Shalom the Rodev Shalom. 
he chased after and loved peace. He did everything he could to make sure there was peace among the nation. He even lied in order for there to be peace. That was the Mida of Hod. If you take the letters in Atbash of Hey Vav Dalad, that means an Aleph is really a Tuf, and a Bez is really a Shin. If you take a Hey Vav and a Dalad, it's a Pei, Sadi, and a Kuf. For the word Katzak. Aaron's Mida is the opposite of anger, of Katzak, of the anger that comes in. When Korach did what he did, there was a mazik, a demon named Ketzef that came down to the world that destroyed B'nai Yisrael. And the tikkun, the way to fix that, is by constantly working on our hod, on our ability to stay calm, not get angry, and allow ourselves to sit there and say to ourselves, what would Aaron do in this situation? What would Aaron HaKohen want to do in such a situation? When the base of Mikdash was destroyed and Aaron's Kohanim could no longer do their job, the tikkun that was necessary in this case, in this situation, is to be working constantly on that midah of hod. That instead of kol hayom dava, to change it around to kol hayom hod. And if we want to read this in a different way, mimarum shalach eshvats mosai, from heavens above, HaKadosh Baruch who gave us a desire to do things in this world. That desire is there within us at all times by your denim. And we can knock down the Yetzir Hara with it if we want to. We can use that fire in the right way. Paras Reshes Laraglai, when the Yetzir Hara sets a trap for my feet, Heshivani Achor to turn me backward, Nisanani Shomema, when he makes me late for a meeting, when I get a red light, when the person in front of me is going 20 miles an hour instead of 30 like the speed limit, when a person says something to me that I didn't think he should say, when something happens in my house that I'm not happy about, when the Yetzirah has made that trap, wants to turn me around, has made me into a situation where I'm going to get angry, kol hayom hod. All day long, I take that anger, I put it to the side, and I say, what would Aaron do? What would the Mida of Hod, that character trait of Hod, tell me to do? And if I use that correctly, it's a guarantee. This is what brings back the base of Mikdash. This is what allows us to understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants for us. In Her of Yemenu, we weren't Zoha this year to have Tishba become a day of Simcha. We Zoha that with this year of Tashin Pei Aleph to Tashin Pei Beis, we should see it in a different way and work on our ability to always accept what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us and allow us to see the hode, the true beauty that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has put inside this world.